How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mike Wall is a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL. Want y'all to get to know him. Played for the Packers, Panthers, and Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist, founder of ProcessToPerform.com and host of the On My Block podcast. That's with former Packers great Amon Green. Remember him? You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. That's Mike, W-A-H-L-E 68 on Twitter. We're very excited to have him join us now. Mike, before we get all the games, first week of the NFL, I got to ask you this. How, how often during your career was your name mispronounced? Did you get Mike Whale? Because I told myself we're going to get this right from day one. Was that a thing, man? Let me tell you something. I appreciate it. First of all, thank you guys. I appreciate you having me on. And every time, so if you think about it, I was in Green Bay. I just remember Green Bay for some reason very specifically. But I was in Green Bay for seven years. I started for six years. So that's, I think, with preseason games, let's just call it six games a year that they're going to introduce the offense. Yeah. Every single time I ran out, it was Whale, Wally, never Wall. I mean, my uncles were calling my dad and like, "Hey, man, we finally made it. We're gonna, hey, we're gonna get our name right. Finally, nope, never got it right. Not one time. Well, hey, I'm, I'm totally used to it. We were gonna get it right from day one here. Mike, is there a more is there a more thankless position in the NFL than offensive lineman? Because if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing your job right. It nobody talks about you, you know. You, it's just like are the quarterbacks upright? You know, the run the the, the running backs have lanes to run. Like most people watching at home are not going to say, "Man, the offensive line had a great night tonight." They're going to say, "Man, Josh Allen had a great night tonight." But best believe, if Josh Allen's on his ass eight times, that is going to be the topic of discussion on Monday. The offensive line has huge problems. So as somebody that lived that life, is there a more thankless position on the field? I don't know if there is, but I can't think of one. And I'll tell you what, the the mindset shift that you have to have as an offensive line because of what you're saying, everything is so negative. I think, honestly, I think Instagram and Twitter has actually done offensive linemen a favor because you can now put pancake blocks on social media. People kind of see how good some of these guys are. But I just remember, you know, like my, my two kids play soccer, right? Soccer is just a game of turnovers, and there's a couple of beautiful plays in, in between all the midst of all this chaos, right? So if you score one goal in 97 attempts, you're a hero. And it's kind of like that playing defensive end or defensive tackle. You get one second game, you're a Hall of Famer. But for an offensive lineman, it's like you can have 97 great plays and one bad one, and you're a chump. Yep. And you have to be able to shift your mindset away from Hey, that one play is going to define me or define my game, To Listen, did I have a good game with one bad play, or did I have a bad game with a lot of good plays? And if you can't shift your, shift your mindset to that, 
that idea that, hey, man, I had a good game. I just had one bad play. It's going to be a short career. So what do you think of the way that line played, the Packers line yesterday? I think it was four sacks. Minnesota was there. It's a nice, smooth transition there, huh? To a, to a, what what do you think of the way the Packers play? Is that a sign of, of things to come, Mike, for the Packers? Is that Minnesota taking a step up, saying, look, this is going to be our division this year? I, just, I, I, I hesitate to say that, Mike, because I'm very aware, as a Bears fan, what Aaron looked like last year against the Saints. What the t- and then they go off, they win that game, lose that game, obviously, and then get it back together, and they roll off a ton of wins. What, what, what did you think of that Packers loss 23-7 last night to, uh, excuse me, yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings? Well, we got... We came out and got punched in the mouth. I mean, the first thing is you're missing, and this isn't this is a results business, not an excuse business. We are missing Elton Jenkins. We are missing David Bakhtiari, our two tackles. Their two best players on defense are Daniil Hunter and obviously Zadarius Smith, who's coming over with a grudge from from Green Bay to Minnesota, and he absolutely ate our lunch yesterday on a number of levels. And he's one of those guys that can change your entire locker room. And it looked for that afternoon like he might have done that. So. You know, it doesn't look great for us. Alvin Lazard was out. He was supposed to be our number one receiver, so we've got some young guys playing. We drop a touchdown on the first play of the season to Christian Watson yep. in the breadbasket. He drops it. And, you know, it's just sometimes when you have guys out there that aren't really sure of themselves, whether it's offensive linemen, whether it's these young receiving core, Aaron, you can tell, was on a clock a little bit early. But once you, when you have guys that aren't really sure of themselves, they don't know how it's going to go. You're in a hostile environment against an aggressive defense. And you drop that first play. Sometimes those early miscues, you just can't come back from them. Yep. And that's really what it looked like, except for maybe AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, obviously Mercedes Lewis always comes to play. Except for those guys, it looked like a lot of guys were a little bit shell shocked with what had happened there in the first quarter. And I don't know if they ever got got you know really into the game until maybe the very end. So is is Chicago the antidote? No. So, yo, stop. Go on, don't. Oh, well, oh, no, no. Did, did you hear him, Mike? He says, are they the antidote for yeah, what? It, the for, antidote? Yeah. I, I, well, they won there yesterday, right? So we're yeah. like, yeah. But, 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 what was your, but what was your first you, instinct, right? You know Aaron owns yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. They, exactly. But here's the, thing, here's the thing about Chicago. This is how bad Chicago is, right? And I'm not talking about the organization, right? I'm not talking about the team, but you, you think about it. In the preseason, they're getting trashed on on social media because their field's so bad because they're having, like, concerts or whatnot before the before the preseason games a lacrosse team wouldn't even play on the stadium in, in the stadium right and yesterday they, they go out there after three days after a, a Ramstein concert it feels completely tore up it's like i just don't know what their priorities are i guess is what i'm trying to tell you i don't know how you win if your priorities aren't winning on the football field let me ask you this did far feel the same way about the bears in terms of man i own them that aaron does you played with far when it was bears week was you know, it we got these guys you know when Lovey Smith, when Lovey Smith went up to Chicago, he made his priority to beat the Green Packers. Bay. I remember. First, yep. Yep. And, and the and the first the first time they came up, Erlacher, Lance Briggs, those guys absolutely brought it, and they they beat us pretty good in Green Bay. And I remember that always in that you know that small window of opportunity for for Chicago. Uh, you know, I think they got really good. And ended up going to the Super Bowl after I had left and was in Carolina. But yep. That that window of opportunity for them. That was a real matchup for us, and, and something that we respected a lot as far as as far as rivals in our division. Talking to Mike Wall here, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman on the show. Um, Patrick Mahomes says, uh, "Have y'all forgotten about me? I know Tyreek Hill is in Miami. Who, by the way, he had a great day good. too. He was good. Uh, but but only yeah. only five touchdowns. Um, should, should it have <laughs> should it have been six? Uh, did he leave something out there? Well, listen, I think after you get to five, I, I think it was five on like." the first five or six possessions, too. I mean, it's not like he wasted Man. any time. And so sometimes you got to put it on cruise control because you don't want to take all the uh, 
all the all the magic out of the bag, right? But I, I, it just goes to show you that, first of all, I think Andy Reid is an absolute genius when it comes to designing scheme and play calling. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent, and you know, for for people who thought that you know missing Tyree Kill, listen, it's going to come up at some point this season because he is that kind of. We saw it in Miami; he just he's a game changer. But they have a lot of weapons. They they rebuilt their offensive line two years ago. So I mean, they just have talent across the board. And uh, when you have all of those things kind of coming together and, a, and, a, and an arm like Patrick Mahomes with a mind like Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be able to find people no matter where they're at. Does it feel like Bill's Chiefs collision course, or would you put a Chargers or someone, even someone else from the AFC up in that class? I, I think it's really hard right now to say definitively that it's going to be Bill's Chiefs. It certainly looks the way they play. They were so good, but... Justin Herbert's only going to get better when you mention the Chargers. They're, they're an incredible team. Listen, I'm not going to say that the two is the answer, or this, but Miami looks pretty good. And I didn't know they, you know they got some pickups on defense. They were already strong. Melvin Ingram's over there now. I mean, he's picking up, you know, walking touchdowns into the end zone. And, gosh, they look like a team that could, that could do some damage. You, you look at uh, – uh, Indy tied the Texans yesterday, but with Matt Ryan, when he kind of comes around and gets linked up with Frank Reich, are they going to be able to do some damage? Tennessee had a tough one yesterday, but you know they're going to come around and, and be a, a team that can play in December because they got that running game. So I think there's teams all over the board in the AFC. It's, it's a tough one, but if if you were to say who looked the most impressive this week, it's probably for me, it's probably the Bills. Yeah, and, no doubt. And you brought up the Titans, and, and, and look, historically – uh, and, and I'll give Mike Vrabel the credit for this because it's clearly it clearly starts with him. But they are the masters at losing games like that at home to the Giants, and then winning against you know the Rams, the Chiefs, the Bills. Right? That was the story on Tennessee last year. They were amazing against the elites. They have the Bills this week. Do they have a chance? Is that culture going to give them a chance? That running game, which was just okay yesterday. Do you give them much of a chance against the explosive Buffalo Bills? The Bills are hot right now. I think Vrabel's, you know, if he's not the, you know, the best coach in the league, he's certainly in that in that name because of the culture that he developed uh, as so far in, in Tennessee. Listen, you're two feet away, wide left, from winning that game yesterday. Really, realistically, it's not like that was an impossible field goal make at the end there. Tannehill did a good job of driving them down. That's true. They're going to be a good team, but 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 when you look at the Bills and. You know, I think Ken Dorsey's up there calling plays now and, and, and how smooth they look. Everybody else looked terrible in the first week. You think about it. I mean, really not everybody. You look at a lot of these offenses. They don't look very good because they haven't been playing in the preseason. And the Bills look like they're in midseason form already. So you just wonder if, if, if everybody's going to kind of increase to week two, if the, you know, the, the, the sophomore rise here is going to be the same for everyone else. I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in Buffalo or in, in Kansas City this week. It, it could get ugly for the other team. How much trouble is Dallas in with this DAC news? Oh, man. It's, this is tough because if you look around the league, and you, you, know, you just start thinking to yourself, there probably is not 32 good quarterbacks in the National Football League right now, and so there's certainly not backups that you're looking at they are going to be able to make a difference on the Dallas Cowboys football team right now given the talent they have at the offensive line position and obviously the receiver position. You look at a Tyrod Taylor, you know, you do go try to get him out of New York. You look at, you know, Cam Newton's on the street right now. Everybody's going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. But realistically, like, I just don't know if you can bring anybody in right now that Dak Prescott is, is an incredible quarterback. And he only scored three points last night. Yep. And with, with this team. So you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, am I going to bring in a backup? Uh, a Cam Newton, a former starter, a Tyrod Taylor, a former starter? Are they going to really make any difference? Like, is it, is it worth, 
bringing those guys in? Is it worth trading for Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he is he better than Dak Prescott? I don't think so. Talking to Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman uh, in the NFL. A lot of those years were with Carolina, and that Pro Bowl year was with Carolina. Right. Did did you and D'Angelo come in at the same time? It was one year later, what it Mike? Uh, yeah, I think D'Angelo was my second year. Mm-hmm. So we had – I was lucky. I, I had Stephen Davis and Deshaun Foster. Okay? Gotcha. Stephen broke his leg. Deshaun had this monster playoff run. I think he had 200 yards and uh, two games in a row in the playoffs, and he broke his leg at the end of the, the Bears game. So we went into the Seahawks – uh, NFC Championship with Nick Goins as our starting running back. He got knocked out. Yep. Uh, but then D'Angelo came in the next year, and it was kind of Deshaun D'Angelo. And then eventually, as uh, as all those things happen, running backs get older, and D'Angelo took over and had a great career both there and I think with Pittsburgh as well. You know, one of the things that, like, as a as a casual, you know, uh, not a casual, I mean, I love the NFL, but I'm here in Memphis, right, and I'm just sort of watching from afar. You know, one of the things that I always thought was like, damn, I – I feel like D'Angelo never got the chance. Maybe I'm misremembering here, but to the the chance to be the bell cow, right? It was always uh, who was it? Stewart. It was Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan right? Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and 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 it worked. But I just felt like you know D'Angelo. Did, did you sort of get that sense that he could have handled that responsibility as just the pure three down, you know, number one guy if they had asked him to be that? Well, you have an embarrassment of riches when you have a Jonathan Stewart and and a D'Angelo, and and so could could D'Angelo be an every down back? Could he be a bell cow for another team? Yeah, I'm sure he could. But they had an incredible running game already. They had a good offensive line, quarterback position sewed up, and when you have a guy like Jonathan Stewart who's bigger, he's super explosive. He yep. It's it's a change of pace kind of play there, and and you're going to rely on your running game. Listen. Even with you know splitting carries, D'Angelo Williams was getting a lot of carries in that offense. Um, he could have, you know, could he have done more? I don't know. I think he was he wasn't he was very very well built, but he's not a huge guy either. Yep. yep. So you just wonder if the, if if that kind of wears on you over the course of you know my whole thing with running backs is they say that you're going to be done by you know by the time you're 29, 30. But it really it's a little more of what's the tread on the tires than the age, right, guys? Yep. So if you can elongate that that career exactly. by two years, like yep. you're you're doing your organization a huge service. So having both guys there for me, that makes a lot of sense. We're doing the same thing up in Green Bay now with AJ and, and Aaron, and either of those guys could have been Pro Bowlers last year, in my opinion, if they were up by themselves. But listen, you combine them, and we kind of get the best of both worlds. See, I, I think you're spot on because I think even D'Angelo would tell you it probably prolonged his career, you know, being in, being in systems yeah. like that. So, let me, so, so since we're on Carolina, that year, 2005, you were a pro bowler. I think Jake DeLome was, Steve Smith was, and I'm pretty sure Julius mm-hmm. Peppers was too. How much of a freak yes. was that dude? Was Julius Peppers? Because I figured in some preseason camps, <laughs> training camps, you're having to go against that man. How much of a freak was, was Julius? I'll, just, I'll give you the easiest story to explain Julius Peppers, okay, guys? So yeah. in, in the weight room in Carolina, in the old weight room, so everyone was at, everything was done at Bank of America Stadium. And so in the weight room, I, can't, I think the, the, the ceiling was like 11 foot tall, and they have those, like, those little tiled ceilings, things that you can kind of push up in a way like you're in an office building. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like in the ceiling? Okay, okay so, so they put – do we have to do a full – John Fox had to do a full combine every offseason. I, I still don't know why. It was one of the most frustrating things in the world. But he had to do a full combine. You had to do a vertical jump test. So they had to put – they had to remove the tile for Julius. Wow. They had to remove the tile for Julius because he could jump higher than – I think it was – it might have been 12 feet, but I think it was 11 feet. But they had to put the, 
and vertical jump measure right into, the, into the ceiling. Yeah, up with the up with the mice, he could jump that high. So that, that's Julius Peppers in a nutshell. And he's about 280 pounds, and and he's one of those guys. If you walk, if he walks into a room, and we're all kind of sitting around, we're yeah. all going to feel real bad about ourselves. That's yeah. all. That's the truth. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, Mike, man, this was great. This was great, man. Let's do it again. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, and I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute pleasure, brother. Mike Wall, former uh, Pro Bowl NFL offensive lineman. Uh, Good stuff from him. Obviously played there with D'Angelo in Carolina. Also played at Navy in college. We can go there at some point. Oh, we should have we should have ribbed them a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have been the wrong way to bring them. We could we could we could have asked them though. We should have asked them how Uh do you how do you handle. Ken Niamatololo well, we know there. Well, you know what their deal is. That's tough. They're, they're in a tough spot. That's that's a deal where they're going to have to make a change. That was pretty much a, like we said, sort of a loser-goes-home matchup. But, yeah, he played for Navy. was a second-round draft pick of the Packers. Uh, offensive lineman, uh, 11 years in the NFL, and, again, was a pro bowler with the Carolina Panthers. One year later, he was playing with D'Angelo Williams. So a lot of ties. I appreciate him coming on, Mike Wall. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.